Hello to you all and welcome to episode 110, which is our first proper episode of 2021. The first order of business today at the pub was to welcome our new patrons. So cheers to all of you. And we were focusing on one of the questions that our patrons had asked in the Ask the Landlord feature. Andreas Whitler wanted to know how to re-energise a somewhat devastated team, what games or exercises we'd recommend. And while answering that in one way, we also kind of didn't answer it in another. Uh, we have talked about Paul's latest round of improv courses, uh, his latest programme which has come to an end, and what he took from that, and what we can take from that, and how this week was the best year of 2021 so far for me. Yep, you heard that correct. Well, as well as that, Paul led us into some secrets of his most recent uh, inspiration from a marriage counsellor, and we ended up finishing off with a bit of appreciations while pondering what the name of our Agile pub might be. So settle in, grab a drink and welcome back to the Agile Pubcast 2021. Cheers. Welcome, welcome to the pub, sir. What can I get for you today? Oh, good evening, good evening, bar lord. Can I have a, can I have a pint of cider, please, sir? Yeah, what would you like? Which, which one would you like? Oh, you got any, uh, got any stuff that tasted apples? <laughs> That's all I can drink. <clears throat> well, well I, I, I'll have, I'll have a pint of truffler, please. Truffler. Yeah, that's what I got. You snuffling? Snuffling for truffles, mate. Uh, I don't know why my cider accent is is a cockney one, but yes, orchard pig truffler, leftover from Christmas. Nice. It's fairly strong, sixty percent stuff, but uh, it's quite a dry thing. It's not my it's not my favourite, but it's needs drink need needs drink it up. Needs drinking. That's a classic thing. <laughs> the food needs eating. Yeah, needs eating. <laughs> and I'm gonna go in the bin. Well, I've got something, I've got something I've never had before. It's um, it's a wild IPA. It's a mixed fermentation IPA, uh, which, if I read this, says no other beer pairs with food quite like wild IPA. It's bold, fermented with three yeasts, has a touch of acidity to cut through rich food, and a complimentary pink grapefruit note. Finishes dry with a Moorish bitterness that's hugely refreshing. So mm. says the marketing bump. Let's <laughs> pour it. Into the microphones. It's out of a can, not it's not a bottle. It is out of a can, yes. Look, 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 look. So I have just eaten. This is a landmark day in our household. My son cooked dinner. What, Grayson? Not quite, not quite. Okay. No, Cody, they had a sort of Zoom cooking session with some of his classmates from school. Okay. Good so idea. The, the the teacher was sort of talking them through the instructions of what to do. Yeah. And they were all cooking at the same time. And Cody's never, he's, I think he's only ever cooked one thing in his life. It was a, an omelette at school. <laughs> and Alison drew the short straw and had to taste that one. I've, I've, I've put my foot myself forward for this one. So this is going to apparently cut through the food and provide a nice, nice compliment to it. So. 
Yeah, it smells a little bit like one of the ones I've I've made before, um, homemade. But this will obviously be much better. It's quite mm. nice and golden. It does smell a little bit fruity. Mm, it's lighter than I thought it was going to be. It's more like a, I say it's more like a lager than a. It is an IPA, but it, it tastes a little bit more lagery, lighter. It's five point two percent, I suppose. Maybe it's a little bit. Um, yeah, it has, it's not particularly complicated. I would say that's a that's a. It's not technically a session ale or a session beer, but it's it's quite easy to drink. If if someone wanted to get into an IPA from a lager, I would say that would be quite a nice. What do they call it? A gateway beer. Gateway. <laughs> gateway ale. A gateway ale. Okay. <laughs> gateway ale. Yeah. Cheers to you, sir. I, I haven't poured mine. Oh, you haven't poured it? Okay. So. Yeah, for those of you that are looking, I've got sport on in the background by the looks of it in my pub. Yeah, my, um, my pub is a bit more dated than yours. People who have the video uh, link, who are watching the, the video as opposed to just listening to the audio. Well, re may recognise the pub from an 80s TV show. Um, can you guess the TV show, Jeff? From the, um, it's not. This is not great podcast material. You're, you're guessing a picture that's behind me. But is it only fools and horses? Mm -hmm. Is it <laughs> the next head? It's the next head. Yeah. So down the next head. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm putting this up in tribute to um, Paul Lister. Okay. Uh, one of our new patrons, Mister Mister Lister. Yeah. And um, I've got no I, no basis for the fact that he is a Cockney, but um, he, he uh, I'm not sure if he's a genuine Cockney. If he isn't, he plays one well. But he's certainly got a little bit of a London accent, hasn't he? Mm. <laughs> a little bit of a boy, hasn't he? A little bit of a lad. Mm. So yeah, cheers, cheers, Paul. Cheers, Lister. Nice one. He sort of almost morphed into Man Manchester accent then, a little bit um, at the end. Well, Man Manchester... Is it is a little bit more like that? But no, yeah, that's Liverpool. That's a little bit of Liverpool in there as well. Oh, you, your accents aren't doing very well today, are they? It's well travelled. It's a well travelled accent. Paul's not the only patron we need to to give a shout out to either today. Actually, no, we've, we've got a list, haven't we? We've got a long list. Yeah, no pun intended. List. <laughs> um, yeah. So cheers to Paul and also to Francesco, Francesco Bianchi. Yeah, Frankie. Uh, Cheers to you, my my friend. That's, yeah, nice uh, one, Frankie. I'll drink. I'll, I've got. I've got a drink now. Every time we uh, yeah we say a name, I'm gonna I'm gonna need another another pint in a minute. Cheers, Frankie. Cheers, my friend. And um, Erica. Erica, Erica Braverman. Erica Braverman, new patron. Uh, so cheers to you, Erica. Thank you. Cheers, very much Erica. Thank you very much. Another little sip. Mm -hmm. mm. Anyone else? And Lynn. Oh, Lynn, me Lynn and Olsen. Lynn, me, me and Lynn go way back. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> she's a nice, nice glass of white wine lady. She is. Oh, okay, nice to. Eric is more of a gin and tonic, I think. You reckon? Yeah, it's going to be an expensive round at this rate, isn't it? Well, so, um, they're worth it. They're great. <laughs> they're great people. Our patrons. Cheers, cheers, Lynn. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Lynn. Cheers, Erica. Cheers, Frankie, and cheers, Paul. Lovely. Mm. And uh, yeah, let's get another round in. <clears throat> so what's end of the week how's your week been busy busy yeah um, busy in the um in the sense of mentally busy okay i feel a bit a little bit uh fuzzy in terms of lots of things to think about lots of um having to write stuff down jeff like physically with a pen and paper yeah like little notes because lots of things just lots of things to do and um, okay 
Any, so, any, um, any highlight? Anything particular? Um, what's on the list? Let's have a look. Um, but it's just a lot of different um, contacts to make. Hmm. Chasing up with people that have dropped me a line or give me a call and call in the back. and Little bits of admin, but um, nothing particularly groundbreaking. But um, I enjoyed a, a good... Um, had an improv course this week, which mm-hmm. is the last last in the series of my five sessions. That went well. It was a, it was a bit of a, a, you know, a bit of a a, a, see, a, a farewell to my mm. uh, students. Yeah, a little bit, little bit, little bit teary. Um, but yeah, it's nice. You do, and it's um, it's a different way for me to teach, and a different way for t- people to experience it. I think we can pause. Sorry, I'll make a note of delivery. Oh, okay. Another, ca- another five guys. Uh, <laughs> no, new books. It's oh, off the press. I'm not going to get one, actually. Go on, then. We have paused this broadcast while Jeff picks up a parcel he has just received. Please hold. <sighs> and I'm back, yeah. Hot off the press, look. New <gasps> you new saw it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Or you heard heard Jeff pick up the parcel here first. That's the book. That's the book. Go. What is it, Jeff? Tell us quickly. So it's a, it's a slimline version of Team Mastery. So it's... Um, uh, team Master without the cards at the back. So people have been asking for they they bought the the original with the cards in the back, the tarot cards. Uh, but then they want they only need one set. They they wanted the option to have yeah. a book without the cards in as well. So you can buy the cards separately, and you can also buy just the uh, the actual textbook if you like. So this mm. is the first time I've seen or held that version. It's a lot more lightweight, a little bit more portable. Mm. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool, and I like the colour. Do you like the colour? Well, it's sky blue, Jeff, which, of course, as you know, as a Coventry fan, yeah. is, is the finest colour of all. So that's that's just delivered. That's nice. Didn't expect that, did we? Didn't expect that. No, no. Um, uh, what was I saying? So, yeah, yeah. improv. So, uh, yeah, it's good. You do. Um, it's a different style of way of teaching for me, but you do over five weeks, and they're sort of short sessions, but you do build up, I think more of a relationship it's probably something a lot to do with the content as well that people are stepping perhaps a little bit more out their comfort zone with some of the exercises but i think you know after five weeks of doing those those types of exercises you do grow a little bit closer i think yeah with colleagues so yeah it's been it's been good and people were very thankful and very the feedback was good and it's always nice to hear and yeah i made some new friends good i have to say this is probably this is without doubt being the best year of 2021 for me the best year of 2021. Well, I was joking about this earlier on, how um, oh, January was a long year, wasn't it? Because <laughs> because time is stretching out so yes. slowly in lockdown. It's sort of a, yes. an in-joke. But no, the best week of 2021 is what I actually meant to say, and I just slipped into that faux pas. I didn't yeah. catch that. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, definitely definitely the best week of the year so far. I've had um, so, I've had a lot of fun. Had a lot you of have, fun. You? You've been a busy boy as well, haven't you? Mm. But share a little busy. bit of it. Share it with the, with the listeners. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I've apart from the fact that I've caught up with people that I haven't spoken to for a long time, so school friends, work colleagues, um, partners, collaborators, both professionally and just socially. Just you know, had a had a had a coffee at lunchtime yeah. over Zoom, that kind of thing. Um, some new ideas that uh, I've, I've been putting out into the world and so far have been received quite well mm-hmm. um, yeah it's just been a really good week I made a lot of progress 
know, at the end of the day, having ticked off a lot of things, you know, a lot of stuff in the done column at the end of each day. It feels good, doesn't it? It, it does. does feel good. I've been trying to pass on some of the benefits of personal Kanban type things to Sabrina, who's trying to, yeah, she's venturing into her own little Pilates business venture now. And she's getting quite, quite not stressed is the wrong word, but quite um, laden down with lots of different tasks and trying mm-hmm. to prioritise those and try to without, you know, it's, you, as you'll know, as well as I do, you, ne- you never try and coach, the, you never try and, <laughs> don't try and bring the work um, home with you literally into the kitchen with you because uh, that never goes down well but um, try to suggest maybe prioritising things and not having to do it all at once and yeah. doing one thing at a time didn't go down very well no. <laughs> you, were you trying to inflict your help on her? yes I was yes mm. it's my own fault wrapped on the knuckles for that one but um, yeah it's been yeah it's uh, no it's exciting mate yeah you've, you've um, I've, not, I've not seen you this chirpy this week for a while so you, you can tell that it's having an effect on you mm. So yeah, it's a good week, good week. And uh, we need to go back to our patrons again because we had a question from one of them that we, we've been asked to address. And this is actually oh. our first This is our first proper episode, if you like, of the year, isn't it? it yeah, certainly um, one of the, uh, 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 the the traditional types of traditional, episodes. Traditional, yeah. that's a yeah. good word. Yeah. So yeah, one of, our, one of our patrons, Andreas Whitler, has asked us a question that he would like to... Is this the Ask the Landlord... Uh, yeah. yeah, which is a little bit more virtual than it used to be, but we're okay with that. <laughs> we're a 21st century pub. Yeah. And he wants to know, he's been asked to fire up an overworked, kind of devastated team. Ooh. I, I kind of thought devastated is binary. It's like pregnant. You either are pregnant or not. You're kind <laughs> of pregnant. But anyway, kind of devastated team. It's a little bit low on energy. What would you suggest as your best game or exercise to help them to get going again? Which might be quite timely, given what you've just been talking about with your improv class. Do you have any particular games that, that you use to, to pick up kind of devastated teams? <laughs> kind of devastated teams. Well, I think humour is certainly a good um, it's a good tool, isn't it? And um, I know, obviously, humour can be a, quite a delicate matter, and you, it's very much a, probably a, an individual thing. But humour can make um, a very... Uh, difficult message quite a lot easier to to swallow so i think certainly some of the the fun we've been having of um on some of these improv courses just just uh wordplay one of the the funny ones was this week um was just just simple wordplay it's a bit of an old one that we've done before but last letter first we we played that this week so trying to hone in listening skills, but equally listening for the last letter someone says before you you uh, you say the next next part of it. Um, another thing we did this week, I'm not again, I'm just freestyling now, but it's it got quite a few laughs. Was counting in numbers or telling a story in numbers. Let, I don't think I've done this one with you before, but um, okay. I'll explain it. So it's all to do with um, trying to use you maximize your body language and your voice control and okay. to try and to try and uh, tell a story but also to try and gain interaction with other people mm-hmm. but basically you the audience would give you a, a suggestion or a, of a location two people like me and you would set uh-huh. a scene and Battersea then we, Bridge uh, where? Battersea Bat- Bridge okay let's go Battersea Bridge but we have to talk in numbers and we count from one to fifty and then we've got to try and tell some kind of interesting story just by counting to 50 as a conversation so i'd say i'd start with something like this isn't going well we'll see how it goes 
One, two, three, four, five. And I've got to say six, seven, eight. Or you, however many numbers you like. Okay. Do I do I add anything else to it? So six dogs just walked past. Or no, just... no, no. It's just just use numbers. But you've oh, got okay. to talk talk to me through numbers. Okay. Hmm, six. Seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Fourteen. <laughs> and we'll stop there. But okay. the idea is, so you're trying to. Um, help the, your partner tell a story by okay. being more descriptive with the way you say something as stupid as a number okay so yeah we could w w easily misinterpret but it just it caused so much hilarity because it was so difficult sometimes to over zoom as well to try and read what other yeah. people were saying with numbers but um it was a good way to try and hone people's listening skills yeah um but yeah just just trying to step out of the work i think people enjoyed just stepping out of the work environment just momentarily and doing mm. something a bit a bit different all right i'm going to give a slightly different answer to that because I, although i would agree with all of that i mean there, there's another way of looking at it not better not worse but just different and that is that i find a good way to get energy and and actually i kind of mentioned this already in terms of myself is getting something complete mm -hmm. so actually giving the team something that they can actually get their teeth into and get a sense of completion and closure and achievement on not patronizing something really really easy or, or pathetic or meaningless something actually that means something but probably away from what they've been doing on a day-to-day -day mm. basis for a while mm. because that's probably been contributing towards their sense of mild devastation um, so giving them a, a task a challenge uh, an opportunity to do what um, like a like a practical thing that they could do that's got nothing to do with work like like put build some lego together or um, well no i wouldn't go so i wouldn't go so far as to say nothing to do with work i so yeah it could be so for example you know my son doing this cooking challenge with his mates yep. has nothing to do with his school work well it kind of is isn't it because they're doing recipes they're learning a life skill they're you know, they're, they're managing a, a time they're managing all these different things but um it's not actually to do with their schoolwork that that they would see it as but it's a challenge it's something so yes you could go down the the more gamey activity route craft or mm -hmm. telling a story but equally there's no reason why it couldn't be an organizational challenge you know pick something in the organization that's not quite working properly but you can do something about and you know you've got a couple of days to fix it mm. or do something yeah uh, it could be something to do with their work environment. Um, so it doesn't have to be a game, although you know I know it's nice to play games now and again, and that can be a really good break from normality. But equally, something work-related but achievable and challenging mm. could also energise the team. It's a little bit. Um, it's got a little um, hints of Google time to it, hasn't it? That kind of. Mm -hmm. um, yeah pick something you're inspired by that's, that's that whole kind of mastery thing isn't it that it's the reason why i'm trying to learn another song on a piano okay in lockdown lockdown three um that gives me energy i wonder if it's a different thing i think there's a there's a there's personal energy isn't there and then there's team energy mm. and i think if you've got one it kind of helps you with the other 
Um, so we had a call today, didn't we, um, with Nigel? But mm-hmm. um, and Nigel, Nigel can't help himself, but Nigel gives me energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that that is quite infectious. Um, and but equally, like just going for a walk today, getting out of the house gives me energy as well. So the fresh air. Mm. And I can tell. I can. Don't know if you're the same now, but I can tell when I haven't been out of the house. Well, that's a good. That's a good thing. That's that's mindfulness, isn't it? That's just becoming a lot more self-aware of when you are not at your optimum, and quite often when you're in a in a stressful situation, it's it's not uncommon to to not be aware, and other people around you to be more aware than you are. But if you can be aware, if you can almost create your own triggers, your own alarms, um, and and notice it then you can nip it in the bud and, and manage yourself a lot better. Yeah. It sounds like that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And I've, it's a conscious thing now to... And my son is actually a good... Uh, I blogged about this last week, but my son is a good trigger for me because he will now come and ask me when are we going out for a walk today. Okay. Um, which is a nice thing to do because it's nice to break the day up, but also it's a nice way to remind me and I noticed it I, I missed it you know when I was doing two days training earlier in the week and I missed it and I thought to myself you know I haven't done that walk today and I didn't do it yesterday either it's been two days now since I've been out so it does um it does play a part did we um on that note about energy mm-hmm. did we mention I'm losing track now this is one of the things I'm struggling with this week but did we talk about the um the magic ratio on a, on a, we, I might have mentioned it to you on another call, but I Not, don't know if it was recorded. No, I don't think it was recorded. No, but you, it's been mm. it's been part of your focus this week and the, well this month over the last few weeks. Yeah, so I've been trying to focus on positive energy for me and personally to get through January. Um, getting through January was a psychological milestone for me. Mm. That that you think it, it's it's a horrible way to look at it, but just get this month over and done with it. Psychologically, we're into a different month there. Um, but the magic ratio is um, John Gottman's theory, who I believe was a um, he was, was was working with relationships divorce, a divorce counselor. Okay. Um, but he saw a correlation between um, stable relationships and the um, stable relationships that were able to move through a conflict mm-hmm. by trying to focus on five or li- five finding at least five positive things that will outweigh a negative interaction or some kind of negative uh, conflict that's occurred mm-hmm. within the marriage and he's he labeled that the magic ratio but i think it is true and i think i've been trying to maximize each week at least pull out five things that i've um give me positive energy to try and negate any, any negative stuff john gottman i'm just going to google him now because before i embarrass myself but i think he had a nickname like a proper like the 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 love doctor or something the marriage doctor or something oh, like really? that he was quite well known as famous in that that world that field yeah the Gottman Institute so yeah I think I've I've done I, I studied something some of his work a few years ago and that's why it's stuck in my head yeah I can't for the life of me remember what the nickname is but anyway but it also came up um, I've heard it another from another industry again nothing to do with um, marriage but um and relationship relationships but um 
the former um, Southampton, Southampton manager Nigel Adkins used to um, at the end of a debrief a match with um, they had the team had to pull out five positives from the match before they talked even if they got beaten before before they talked about something negative. Yeah. So I've heard it come through like I say many, many different guises the magic ratio. He was he was able to predict oh, I'm, I'm guessing now, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he was able to predict the likelihood of a couple being divorced within yes the 90 percent true uh, accurate that's right it was. Yeah, yeah he was very good at predicting divorce yeah but um i'm going to link this back to andreas actually because the idea of appreciations i think is a really strong exercise yes. and that's not yes. necessarily a game but it's something that it might be a bit of a facetious link that i'm making here but you know a team is a little bit like a family it is a little bit like a marriage there is a bit of give and take isn't there there's, mm -hmm. there's complementing one another uh, in terms of what you bring to the table, your skills and, and so on, but also appreciating one another. And it's yep. very easy to just focus on the negatives, the fact that so-and-so didn't fill the coffee pot up or <laughs> so-and-so, uh, whatever, you focus on the negatives. And actually taking some conscious time to focus on the positives is something that we, I remember us, and I say you, me, Nigel, people at BT, when, when we were first... We're sort of in this agile world, and our in our influences were mainly from America, and we kind of joked about how the Americans were very much, you know, high fivey, sort of chest bumpy type positive, compared mm. to the British culture, and how that was quite a culture shock. But actually, it was a really, it was a really important part of developing that team away from the sort of management chain. Mm -hmm. And saying, so, yeah, we, we need to just start looking out for how we are helping one another. And what we are bringing to the table, rather than oh, you really annoyed me today, which is healthy in itself. So I might, I might, so a long-winded way of saying I might, if I was uh, in a situation such as Andreas is um, suggesting, start looking at the positives, uh, yep. the things that we have all done and can do more of, to to, to help each other and consciously appreciate those things. Um. Which links segues very well into um, what I do on my training courses now um, as an introduction. And I, pro I probably have talked about this before. Maybe it was recorded, maybe it wasn't. But getting people to share, uh, particularly during these times, share a photograph from a happier time. Okay. So I do believe that nostalgia and memories and stories give us energy. That's true. So storytelling gives us energy as well. So. Uh, it's worked really well on my courses, even for relative strangers um, who share. I ask them to you know, go back through their hard drive and pull out a photo they're happy to share of a, of a happier time. Mm. And the amount of smiles and energy that comes out, and it could, doesn't have to be anything to do with work either. This could be something just from what makes you happy, family life or you know, a holiday that you had, yeah. uh, a meal that you ate. Um, whatever it was a restaurant you went to but it's it gives you a sense of a, re a repurposing that okay yeah so the, 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 there is uh light at the end of the tunnel you know there is there's a different <laughs> there is a different way i suppose it's a lot to do with the current situation the covid situation that, that we're in but i we know why you were giggling there with that phrase light at the end of the tunnel yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a kite yeah. at the end of the funnel yeah it's a tim vine a meme on um Twitter. If you are a Tim Vine fan, he's the pun master general. He loves a pun. And, uh, but look at that. That was just a classic example of us both having a shared memory of something really, shared, really incidental. Yeah. 
but it and we and we effectively re-experienced that that positivity and it was almost doubled because of the nostalgia but and the um just purely the environment being in a pub that is where you would share those types of jokes mm. i mean um yeah especially i think it's even more important from a team aspect is that if you can share on a sh um if you can share a shared memory that is um that bolsters the, and reinforces that we we all experienced that we were a team when that happened yeah i think that's absolutely true yeah maybe uh maybe another another thing a team could do is is tell each other a joke yeah an agile joke maybe who who knows <laughs> watch this space watch this space yeah yeah very good very good so yeah thanks for that andreas good question yeah good question yeah it's um Even i think the question I, itself made us nostalgic yeah and i think i think particularly now we are surrounded by low energy every um every day is is um it's, it's probably more difficult to increase your energy levels at the moment for me mm. personally i suppose i can't can't speak for everyone especially when we were talking to someone on the other side of the world this week that's um not in lockdown which was thoroughly depressing but um <laughs> have to wait for a future episode to, to hear that uh, interview but yeah that's coming up but um yeah it's a difficult time for, for a lot of people at the moment. Well, that was nice that was good mm. so um yeah, I mean, if you if you fancy asking the landlord a question, or getting a shout out on a future episode, then uh, log on to Patreon.com/slash The Agile Podcast. You'll be more than welcome uh, in our in our bar, mm. the Nags Ed. We need the Nags We need a bar name, don't we? Well, we have one, didn't we? The social distance in. Social distance in, but we need again to focus on the positive. We need a um, an Agile pub name that's not not COVID related. I think for to give us a we can have that as the opening so the end of this. a lot of um a lot of english pubs are like the crown and anchor the the, the coaching horses you know it's something and something not yeah. always king's head and the queen's head and the nags head they're always very, they're very common as well so that but i'm just thinking x and y plays quite nicely into the agile manifesto doesn't it yes the individual's interactions yeah or the responding to change that doesn't work <laughs> I was going to say the processes and tools, but that doesn't work either. <laughs> the wrong end of it, the wrong side of it. Yeah. But, uh, so individuals yeah. and interactions. That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Especially if you've had a few. But you've got the, the in, the individuals. In, oh. as in I double N. Yeah. See, so you've got the, the in from the individuals. The interactions in. in. Yeah, the interactions or the interact in. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. We, we, uh, maybe put it out there and see if anyone can come up with any better suggestions what, yeah what would our tweet tweet us at the pub at the, the agile podcast what would the name of our um if, if jeff and i were gonna give up the old agile stuff and uh and, and open a bar mm -hmm. what would it what, be, what would it be called when <laughs> when yeah we should call it inept and adapt i think that's what we'd call it yeah no it's good yeah it's um yeah well that was nice that felt good I like the fact that we had the uh, the virtual backgrounds and the ambiance, but uh, it looks like it looks like the barman's about to ring the bell. Yeah, and you yeah we we better drink up, haven't we? Last order. Oh, there the it bar. is. All right, all right, boss. <laughs> yeah, we're off. We're off. Cheers, sorry, everybody. Sorry, go. Cheers.